Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Blair Bathory, and this is the Something Scary Podcast 2024. Thank you so much for being here once again in the new year. Whether this is your first time or you're one of the brave souls who join us every week, welcome. As the new year begins, many of us make resolutions to do things better. But just wishing for the outcome without putting in the effort is risky If we only rely on hoping and praying without doing the work, we're playing a dangerous game. You never know how you'll reach your goals and what or who might be sacrificed, just so you can get what you want. First, the dead will haunt you. Then, words that kill. Finally, in our last story, the famous tale of the monkey's paw. Before we get to our stories, I just wanted to ask if you have made any New Year's resolutions yet. If not, you can add rate, review, and share this podcast to your list. It's one of the best ways to help the Something Scary podcast continue and to bring you an episode week after week, and it only takes a minute. If you'd like to become a Patreon and make a weekly donation, go to somethingscary.com slash Patreon. Thank you so much for being here and being a part of our spooky community. So, want to hear something scary? Deadly wish for a new year. It can be a true blessing to have the gift of clairvoyance, but if not used properly, it can be a true nightmare. Like in this story inspired by Tiana. I never had such an instant connection with anyone as I did with my grandpa. We had the same bizarre sense of humor, same taste in music and movies. He always told me that I had a gift, the ability to see and hear things others couldn't. He said that I was sensitive and special. He made me feel that way, although I just figured that's what all grandfathers told their grandkids. We adored each other, so you can imagine how horrible it was when I was only 12 years old. My grandpa suffered a heart attack. 
It was difficult seeing him in a hospital bed with tubes down his throat, his skin paler than ever and paper thin. But even when he was unconscious, I still felt like he was communicating with me. I knew he was suffering. I could feel it in my bones. In a moment of weakness, after begging him to fight, I told him it was okay to let go and move on. Moments after that, he did. He was gone forever. I hated myself for that. I should have never said it was okay to let go. At his funeral, I wished and prayed for him to come back. I told him I would do anything in the world if he had just returned to me. But it was too late. His old, broken body was being sent off to be cremated. A few days later, we received his ashes. They sat in an ominous-looking jar on the piano, and it possessed an uncomfortable aura. From the moment the urn entered our house, strange things started to happen. Stuff fell off the shelf in the kitchen. Doors would slam closed. My parents chalked it up to our drafty house, but I just had a feeling Grandpa had something to do with this. One restless night, I could swear I heard someone calling my name. I figured I was just in and out of dreams, but when I got up to go to the bathroom, it was clear as day. I heard my name. Teresa. Finally, I went to investigate. I followed the call of my name. As I entered the living room, my eyes and ears were immediately drawn to the jar containing the ashes. It was sitting on the piano, just as it had been for the past few days. But this time it was practically speaking to me. It was my grandfather's voice. I walked over to the piano and picked up the jar. As I did, a searing pain surged through my hands. I dropped it back on the piano, terrified. He wouldn't hurt me. I kept telling myself as I backed away toward the stairs. But the voice kept calling. It was getting louder. I couldn't take it anymore. I turned and ran to my room. When I swung open the door, Grandpa was standing there looking at me. He walked towards me. I wanted to hug him, but it didn't feel right. I didn't know what he wanted, but he kept coming. He was getting closer and closer. I could feel his breath on my face. And then he was gone, disappeared in the thin air. I was left standing there, alone in the hallway. I didn't know what had just happened. I tried to convince myself it was just a dream, but he was haunting me. Every night, I would hear his voice. Every night, I would see his face. He was tormenting me. I couldn't get any work done at school. I was falling asleep in class. I got suspended from softball. This wasn't my grandfather. This was something else. Something evil. I tried to tell my parents, but they didn't believe me. They thought I was just imagining things and sent me to the school psychologist. But I knew the truth. Grandpa was back and he wasn't the same person he used to be. The year went by, and I grew older, and he was always there, watching me, waiting for me. I learned to deal with it, but the presence became more and more intense. I was unable to sleep, eat, or focus on anything. I was failing out of school, and my parents were worried sick. One day, my mother and I were driving to another doctor's appointment. She seemed nervous, and I noticed we were driving a different way. She broke down and begged me not to tell my father, but she was taking me to see a psychic. She didn't know what I was experiencing, but she always remembered Grandpa saying I had special gifts, and if it was true, she was hoping a psychic might help us to understand what was happening. The moment we walked into the little shop, 
The psychic sensed something was wrong. She told me that my grandfather was not at peace. He was stuck between this world and the next, unable to move on, tethered to his old life only by me. He was waiting for me to forgive myself for what had happened so that he could finally rest. I needed to accept that my grandfather was gone and not wish for him to be here. And so I did. I forgave myself and I let go of my guilt. And then something amazing happened. My grandfather disappeared. He was gone, just like that. I didn't know how or why, but I knew that he was finally at peace. And for the first time in a year, I also found some peace. Have you ever wished for someone you love to come back to life? Have you ever thought about what that reality would actually look like? Do you think it's possible? You can live out your MasterChef dream. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real-world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net-zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. A secret can only truly be kept if it is taken to the grave. Like in this story inspired by Lady Ligara. Anne was a lonely teenager with strange hobbies. She never really found her group of friends in school. She lived with her single mom and her older sister, Sabrina. The two sisters were polar opposites. Sabrina was the kind of pretty, popular, mean girl who had perfect hair and tons of shallow friends. While Anne was the reserved loner, to make matters worse, Sabrina's friends often bullied Anne. Their mother reprimanded Sabrina for her behavior, but despite countless calls from the principal's office, nothing improved, and their mother wasn't really around enough to enforce any punishments or to protect Anne. 
The only thing that brought Anne a glimmer of light was a new diary she ordered from one of the macabre websites she frequented. When it finally arrived, she was thrilled. It was a black, leather-bound book that had a small A on it, and in the middle of the book was a red ribbon bookmark. She sat in her room alone and began to write. Dear Diary, Life sucks. What else is new? I feel lonelier than ever. I wish things could be different. Suddenly, a cloud of dark smoke appeared, as if rising from the words on the page. A shadow emerged from the diary. It was a tall figure wearing a proper hat, and he was covered with tattoos of roses and words all over his body. Anne was ready to scream, until the figure started speaking in a voice like silk. Do not be afraid. I am the friend you have always longed for. I am known as the Secret Keeper. I am a spirit summoned by anyone who keeps a record of their deepest, darkest secrets. And I am bound to guard them. Why should I believe you? She asked in total disbelief. He explained that every marking on his body were the secrets that have been written down and protected by him. If she would allow him, he'd be sure she always had a friend in him and all her secrets would be safe. All she had to do was let him sign his name in her diary. Every entry you write will be like a letter to me, he said with a smirk. Anne was reluctant at first, but there was something so inviting about the secret keeper. She granted him permission to sign her diary, and for the first time in a long time, she felt she had a friend. She looked at the elegant signature that had rose under it and ran her fingers lovingly across the dried ink. Then she noticed there was a silver key symbol on the cover of her book that was not there before. The secret keeper became the friend that Anne always wanted. Every night after school, she would write to him and he would come to her and comfort her as she told him about all her hopes, dreams, and problems. Over the next few weeks, Anne became very tired and weak. It was as if the life was being sucked right out of her. When her mother finally insisted that Anne go to the hospital, she received the most devastating news of her life. She had a deadly disease. Her mother cried, and even Sabrina seemed to show a hint of sadness. A few days later, Sabrina posted the news on social media, looking for sympathy. Anne and their mother were furious. Anne wanted to keep the whole matter private, even in her state of illness, Sabrina couldn't help but mock Anne for her disbelief in this secret keeper. As days passed, the secret keeper whispered promises of change. All Anne had to do was write down her deepest wishes in her diary, and he would make it so. Anne, feeling desperate, grabbed her pen and wrote her wish, making a deal with the secret keeper. The key on her diary lit up, signaling that something powerful had transpired. Immediately, Anne had began to feel better, and at the same time, her sister Sabrina became sick and had to stay in bed. Sabrina deteriorated rapidly, teetering between life and death. Anne felt torn inside. Despite Sabrina being mean, she had always been there for her. Like for their parents' messy divorce and every holiday they faced together, Anne couldn't handle the guilt weighing her down. Her sister's suffering became too much, and Anne wondered what life would be like without her. Right before Sabrina took her final breaths, the secret keeper appeared by her bedside with tattoos telling stories of secrets. 
He assured Sabrina he was real, a guardian protecting all of Anne's secrets and destroying anyone that would threaten that promise. As Sabrina's life faded away, another rose tattoo appeared on the keeper's body, and Anne faced the darkness within herself. The diary, now full of creepy exchanges and secrets, showed the price of playing with strange powers. Anne could barely live with herself realizing what she had done. She wasn't just cruel like her big sister had been. She was pure evil. The secret keeper vanished into the shadows, leaving Anne to deal with the horror of her choices alone, forever haunted by the deals she struck in her loneliest moments. Do you write down your private thoughts in a journal or diary? What dark secrets do you fear would be exposed if someone evil got their hands on your entries? Are you willing to take that risk? Careful what you wish for. You may just get it. Like in this adaptation of the famous Monkey's Paw, written by W.W. Jacobs. The night was cold and wet. But in the small living room of Laburnum Villa, a fire burned brightly and a father and son played chess. The father was a good player, but the son was better. His wife watched them play and warmed her hands in front of the fire, taking in her perfect little family. Suddenly, there was a noise outside. It's him, said Mr. White. He unlocked the door. Dead leaves blew across the floor. Then a tall man walked in. It was Sergeant Major Morris. They all sat down beside the fire. The family listened carefully to their visitor. He spoke of different countries, great adventures, and strange people. 21 years of travel, said the Sergeant Major. When I left, I was just a young man. Tell that story again, said Mr. White. The story about the monkey's paw. The Sergeant Major said nothing but his face was serious. He looked into the fire. Very well, said the sergeant. You want to hear the story of the monkey's paw? So here it is. The sergeant put a hand inside his pocket. Look at it, he said. On his hand was a small, dry little paw. It was very old. Herbert took it from him and looked at it closely. The strange old man put a spell on it. The sergeant told him, the spell gave three different people three wishes each. What is bad about that? Mr. White asked. Sounds good to me. Wishes are dangerous, said Mr. Morris. Suddenly, he looked afraid. Did you have three wishes? Herbert asked. Yes, said Morris. His hand shook. Did the wishes come true? Herbert asked. Yes said Morris quietly. The first owner of the Paul had his three wishes too, Morris told them. I don't know his first two wishes, but his last one was for death. The room went quiet. The wind outside howled. Mr. White asked why he kept it. I don't know, said Morris. He picked up the Paul and suddenly he threw it on the fire. Mr. White cried out and took it out of the fire before it burned. Better to let it burn said Morris. The fire is the best place for it. Mr. White shook his head and smiled. He put the monkey's paw in his pocket. You worry too much. 
How do you do it? How do you make a wish? You hold it in your right hand and you make the wish. But I must tell you of the danger. Mr. White laughed. Morris got a hold of his arm and looked him in the eye. I warn you, wish for something good. Sergeant Major Morris finished his stories and his supper, said goodnight, and left. Is the story about the monkey's paw true? asked Herbert. We are going to be rich, famous, and happy. Wish to be a king, father, Mr. White said. I have everything that I want, looking at his family with love. Even kings don't have that. What about buying the house, Herbert said. We only need 200 pounds. Mr. White smiled at his wife. He held the monkey's paw up high in his right hand. I wish for 200 pounds, he said. But suddenly he cried out and dropped the paw. His wife and son ran to him. It, it moved, he said, looking at the paw. It moved in my hand. Well, said Herbert, I don't see any money. He picked up the monkey's paw and put it on the table. Did you really feel that? asked Mr. White. Mr. White shook his head. Now he was not so sure. The wind outside grew stronger. No one spoke. Finally, Mr. and Mrs. White got up and went to bed. Alone, Herbert sat and stared into the fire. He felt good, but then he began to see faces in the fire. At first, they were not frightening, but then they began to change. The last face was so terrible, he nearly cried out. He got up quickly from his chair and put a hand on the table. By accident, he touched the little paw. This time, he cried out. Next morning, Mr. White looked at the monkey's paw and shook his head. Herbert said, Well, I'm off to work. But when the money comes, don't spend it all. Wait until I get home, he said with a smile. Mrs. White laughed and watched her only child walk down the path and go off to work. He looked at her husband. Herbert likes choking, she said. Later that day, there was a knock at the door. Mrs. White welcomed the stranger. He did not look happy. I'm from Ma and Megan's, the factory in town. They recognized this name. Their son, Herbert, worked at Ma and Megan's. What's wrong? Mrs. White asked suddenly. Did something happen to Herbert? Mr. White looked at the man. I'm sorry, the man said. I have bad news. Your son is badly hurt, but he's not in any pain. Herbert fell into the machinery, said the man in a low voice. A heavy silence fell over the room. When Mr. White spoke, his voice was weak. It was our only child. Our poor, poor boy. The old man's eyes were red and tearful. The man said, Ma and Megan's wants you to know that they are very sorry, and not to blame, but they will pay money to you as compensation. The old man looked afraid. How much money? He asked. Two hundred pounds? The man from Ma and Megan said. Mrs. White screamed and a moment later she fell onto the floor. Mr. and Mrs. White buried their son. He was dead. It all happened so quickly. The days passed, long, lonely, and silent. They did not speak to each other. There was nothing to talk about. Two weeks after Herbert's death, Mr. White woke up in bed. He could hear the sound of his wife crying. He lay and listened. Then she cried out, The paw! The monkey's paw! 
We have two more wishes. Was one not enough? Mr. White said angrily. You don't understand, cried Mrs. White. We can use the paw to wish for our boy to be alive again. Are you mad? He asked. Mrs. White cried. Get it quickly. Herbert's life depends on it. You don't know what you're saying, said Mr. White. Herbert died more than ten days ago. We cannot wish for this. Bring him back, said Mrs. White. Bring my boy back. Slowly, Mr. White got out of bed. He opened the cupboard. The monkey's paw was still there. The wind howled outside, and in the dark, Mr. White became afraid. His body went cold, and his legs shook. His wife sat on the bed waiting. She watched him closely. From mad eyes, Mr. White was afraid of his own wife. Make a wish, Mrs. White cried in a strong voice. Slowly, Mr. White held up his right hand and began to say the words, "I wish my son alive again." Mr. White sat and waited. Mrs. White looked out the window, but nothing happened. The wish didn't come true, thought Mr. White, and he felt glad. After some time, his wife came and sat on the bed. They didn't speak. It was a windy night, and the house made other noises too. The stairs squeaked, and the gate banged outside. After some time, Mr. White got out of bed to find some matches downstairs. The wind still howled outside. At the bottom of the stairs, the match went out. Then he heard it. At first, he thought it was the wind, but it was a knock, a soft knock, the sound of knuckles against wood. Terror flooded through Mr. White's body. He dropped the matches on the floor. He stared at the door. The knock came again. This time, he turned and ran up the stairs to his room. He closed the bedroom door, but there was another knock from downstairs. What is that? Mrs. White cried. Nothing, said the old man. Another knock. This time, it was loud and heavy. It's Herbert, said Mrs. White. She ran to the bedroom door, but Mr. White stood in front of her. He took her by the arm and held her. What are you going to do? He shouted. It's my boy. It's Herbert. She cried. I forgot the cemetery was two miles away. Why are you holding me? Let me go. I must open the door. No, please, begged Mr. White. Don't let it in. Are you afraid of our own son? Screamed Mrs. White. Let me go! I'm coming, Herbert. I'm coming. There was another knock, and then another, and another. The old woman broke free of her husband and ran down the stairs. He called after her, but she didn't stop. He followed her and heard the first bolt on the door begin to open. Come quick! His wife cried. I cannot free the second bolt. It's too high. But Mr. White did not come to help her. He wanted to find the monkey's paw before the thing outside got in. More knocks at the door, long, slow, and loud. Mr. White looked up and saw his wife put a chair against the door and stand on it. His wife began to pull on the second bolt, but at the same moment, Mr. White found the monkey's paw, and he made his last wish. Suddenly, the knocking stopped. Mr. White heard the bolt slide, the chair go back, and the front door open. Then the cold wind howled, and so did his wife. He ran to the door. Outside, there was nothing but a quiet, empty street. Knowing how the story goes, would you be brave 
or foolish enough to make a wish on the monkey's paw. What would your wish be? This week's podcast stories were edited by Sarah Lukasiewicz, narration by Blair Bathory, audio edited and mixed by Fitz Harris, additional audio editing by Calvin Linderman, produced by Anna Villalobos, executive produced by Gail Gilman, music by Sapphire Sindalo and Calvin Linderman. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. Don't forget to watch the video version of Something Scary over at youtube.com slash snarled. And if you'd like to support the show and everything we do at Snarled, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash snarled. Thank you as always for being here, dear listener. Happy New Fear and enjoy 2024, my spooky friends. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.